You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A few decades ago, we had a big event in the United States, and it took words from today's gospel, set the world ablaze, or set the world on fire, one of these two. And there were a lot of packages being sent into the United States with this title, set the world ablaze, because the event was in the US. I personally was not there, it was before I got back from Germany, but I understand that there were terrible problems at customs because they got suspicious of all these packages coming to set the world ablaze. And that might be a a funny comment in more serene times, but it's interesting how this word, which has meant so much to so many people, especially St. Catherine of Siena, saw that as the identity of our vocation, to set the world ablaze with God's love, with the fire of God's love. When we see an image of the Sacred Heart, these older traditional images, they often had flames of fire coming forth, the fire of Christ's love. And there are different meanings at the time of Jesus. When Jesus is speaking with biblical images to the people, the images they have in their mind and their heritage are the images from the uh, Hebrew Scriptures. So, we look back at the Hebrew scriptures and we see fire is used as a symbol of God's loving protection, the pillar of fire accompanying the people coming out of Egypt to protect them, a pillar of fire. God's loving protection, his powerful love is going to protect them. We see it later in Leviticus, it's um, a purification, Uh, judgment, especially judgment, through the trials the people have. And they will be sorted out what is going to be lasting and what is not lasting. And the same image is really used later as well for gold, that gold is purified seven times in the fire to be absolutely pure. So there we have a background to this word that Jesus says to set fire on the earth. 
And the thought of the judgment is very much part of the liturgy in this last month of ordinary time. We are in week 29, and we have 33 weeks maximum, depending on how the, the year starts out later in January or earlier. And so we have the ordinary time. And so we have uh, just a month left. And in this month, because of the conclusion of the liturgical year, it's also a metaphor for the conclusion of our life. And so we will have many passages referring to the end times and to judgment. When we see the word of fire in relation to purification, uh, what survives in a fire? It's not, uh, not that much. Maybe metals survive in a fire. So what's going to be lasting in our lives? That's a very big question. And how do we experience fire? And there we could maybe get a clue from the second uh, metaphor that's used, or the second image Jesus brings about family division because you're a disciple. And maybe years ago that was not an issue in cultures that were homogeneously Catholic. Everybody went to Mass, everybody understood about family life, married life, everybody understood basic things about honesty and cheating and telling the truth and respecting property, respecting people. There was a general consensus that was not split in the population. And now it's a little different. There are different lifestyles, there are different understandings of the sacredness of life, and there are different um, means and manners of going ahead in life everywhere. Society, in a certain sense, has experienced a lot of cleavage. And here we're surprised that Jesus is not bringing peace, he's bringing division. And a good explanation of this is actually in the first reading. And Paul is looking into our own heart and seeing about the struggle that's inside of us. It's not just that there's division in the family, there's division inside of each one of us. And there's this big struggle between sin and holiness, and the struggle to follow God's calling in our lives. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. <clears throat> so here we have a, a wonderful uh, teaching about the, the battle we have. We shouldn't be surprised that we have a battle inside of us. And depending on where we are in that battle, if we're aligned with Christ, with the gospel, with the Beatitudes, with the, uh, the gift of redemption, then our roots are, are drawing the waters, the fresh waters from God, the waters of grace. And if we're not there, then we're antagonistic. We're uh, fighting. I just, uh, I think I referred to that even yesterday. Two days ago, I, I uh, stumbled when I was uploading the Instagram on a famous Italian singer and his song really reflects a tremendous divide inside his conscience and how he's drawn in one direction but he knows it's wrong. And he's expressing that in his song, it's very powerful. And so uh, St. Paul is uh, commenting in another text how I am such a divided man. I do what I don't want to do, I think we even have this tomorrow, and I don't do what I should do. Maybe we won't have it because of the apostles. Let's see. And <clears throat> I actually, I just read it for you. For I do not do the good I want, but I do the evil I do not want. 
And so we have that interior division. And if we're doing the evil, then it's our, our, let's say we have a culture around us that's doing evil and we choose Christ because of our baptism, because of grace working in our lives, then it's going to rub the other people the wrong way. And Jesus didn't promise us that we'd be all applauded for following him. He promised us the cross. He promised us a life of conflict, a life of challenge. And there's a great opportunity for us how we meet people today who think differently. And we're in attention, living our fidelity and being harassed. And then how do we respond to them? With what kindness, with what patience, with what goodness? And it's oftentimes inside the family. Somebody inside the family uh, is going to go a path that's completely contrary to your understanding of being a faithful disciple of Jesus. And maybe it's the first time in your family that something like this is happening because the culture is going this way, the young people have received so many ideas in this direction, and how do you deal with it? And you know you can't say that that's right, but how can you live together? How can you have sufficient respect for the person and be able to endure that division? And this is a big challenge how to represent the gospel, and also to have patience with people who start to come back. They can't come back in one moment. Maybe Saul becomes Paul with a very great flash of lightning from heaven. Uh, but then he spends three years in the desert pondering and processing this gift he receives. So people need time. And sometimes we would rush people. We would be in conflict with people. And this is a fire burning inside of us. And it's purifying our zeal. It's purifying our charity. Patience is the first expression of, of the fire of love. To be able to wait, to be able to give people time. And that's hard for us all to learn. I think uh, we're all still learning that. So let us ask God for the grace to be able to be faithful in the life of grace, to be that tree with the roots deeply sunk in the sources of living waters of grace, and at the same time, to be able to withstand incredible pressure, incredible hostility, like the martyrs did. And despite they suffered so much violence, they were able to express love for their oppressors and pray to God that they would be saved, that they would be converted, that they would be redeemed. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.